Bluff City NIL is an official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on any social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your donations of Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. TJ, I need to take a couple deep breaths before we start this episode. Rough week. Yeah, I, you know, I was gonna start it off with a, "How you doing?" But I, I can't. I, it's not, not good. It's not good. I let's, don't even know. Let's talk about this brew start, really. before anything else. Yeah, got the uh, just a, a classic regular. Yeah, Wiseacre regular. Our good friends down at Wiseacre. So this can kind of psycho, kind of. I was gonna put. Here. I was gonna put my basketball court background up, but. I don't think they deserve it this week. No, you may not notice it, but I've typically been putting the a picture from the brewery as my background for a while. I have reloc. This can has got some funk in it. I don't know what that means. It's got some funk in the like some play that funky music. Yeah, that? oh. that's disgusting. I think you need a new can. Yeah. Well, that looked like mouse turd or something. Yeah, we got to. We'll find out. The can looks cool. Anyway, I put the background as whatever brewery we were at. This, I've relocated so I can show you the this can. This brew is real days. light colored. I think mine has poop in it. Well, tastes good. Yeah, tastes like beer. I can't complain. There you go. All right. All right. Rough week. You had one game. You had one job. It was to go one and oh. And you didn't yeah. do it. TJ, is Tulane University just a better sports university than us now? No. We're 0 3. We're 0 3. No. No. They beat us in football. They won the freaking Cotton Bowl. We're 0 2. This is the first season sweep that Tulane has ever had over the University of Memphis in basketball. And that is exactly why they're we're not out a here. better university. We're out here making history. It feels no, like man, they're I, passing us by. No, I, I think. What the some, hell are we doing losing to Tulane twice? I do agree that we shouldn't lose to Tulane twice. They're talented. I think we talked about that. You know, the first time we uh, took on Tulane, you kind of see. Are, like, are hey, they more talented than us? It feels no. It feels like a bad matchup, no. and it feels like their first five might be better than ours. I definitely think it's a bad matchup. I would thoroughly agree with you there. Bad matchup. A couple of guys that can hit threes. They've they've shown that between the two games. Um, Jalen Cook. 
I say this respectfully. He's kind of like a discount version of Kendrick. He's not as good as Kendrick by any means. <laughs> discount but Kendrick. He's he's still good. He was damn good. Like, I'm not night. counting him off. Yeah, I, you can't count him out. The guy's still good. Um, who's the big guy? Um, Cross or Forbes? Cross. Cross is who I was thinking of. Forbes is also very good as well. I think it's when you start getting to their third man and their fourth man, you're kind of like, all right, well, the talent discrepancy isn't as stark as it normally is with Memphis versus whomever. Uh, yeah. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing here. Just that little bit of discrepancy. Well, they're just – they're good offensively, right? They're sure. they're second in the conference behind us, I think, in terms of offensive production and at least in conference play. And what has been lacking this year for Memphis is defensively. So, like, we're just getting into these back-and-forth high-scoring affairs with them, and both times we ended up on the wrong side of it, like – I don't know. We were looking at it right before we started. They got seven points out of their bench, Tulane, in a 90-point mm. game. Their starting five mm. scored 83 points on us. That's mm. 25 from your boy Cook, 11 to 17, 3 to 7 from three. He had, I did not realize that. You know how many turnovers Jalen Cook had? A lot. 11. I don't know the number. Oh, I would have <laughs> wow. said like eight or nine. Yeah. It was a lot. My guy had a my guy had a double double with with points and turnovers. That's impressive. Uh, but you know who had a lot more turnovers? Uh, us. Yeah, we set a season high in turnovers yeah. on Saturday. Twenty two. The two things that really haven't been a problem this season: turnovers and free throw shooting. What a poor yeah. free throw shooting day. It's like a 50% Six, night. 16 of 26, we were 61% from the free throw line. Jeez. And it wasn't like we were sending dudes that can't shoot to the line. Like, it was KD, like, he's been, he had what, like a 21 of 23 night a couple weeks ago. Like, he's yeah. been getting to the line. He's knocking them down at a high clip. He was shooting almost 90% for most of the year. He, he missed four the other night. But it wasn't just the missing four free throws. Three of those were front ends of one and one with under five minutes to go. So legitimately, I mean, that's essentially missing six free throws. Statistically, yeah. it only goes down as, as three because it's the front end. But, like, you don't get to shoot the other one. You miss six free throws right there. That's the difference in the game. And it doesn't all fall on yeah. him, right? But, like, there were other... I think Jaden missed a, a free throw that would have made it a two-possession game late. Uh, DeAndre, I think, split a free throw set that would have made it two-possession late. Like Free throws and I turnovers. Think what, what it hurt was it was in the second half, right? You know, I think they – one of seven, one of six in the second half, and yeah. it, it turned out to be such a close game. And you look back, you're like, what are we doing? We – there were some bunnies missing bunnies again, missing dunkaroos. You're missing free throws left and right, and turnovers. It was just one yeah, thing after another. It wasn't, it wasn't the, and it obviously 22 turnovers is a lot. It's a season high. We sure. talked about it, but like it was the timing of those two, right? Like every time it felt like you were sure. going on a run or you had an opportunity to kind of extend the lead, there's like two or three silly turnovers in a row and you let Tulane right back in it. Like, they had 19. Yeah. I think their previous high was 19 against Auburn, and you won that game comfortably. Yeah, you turn the ball over a lot, but like 
it's also the timing of when those are occurring. Like you had opportunities sure. to extend your lead to kind of put the pedal to the metal. And we were just throwing away possessions left and right and keeping Tulane in the game. They'd come down and hit a three. Like, I don't know. It was the timing of the missed free throws and the timing of all of those turnovers, especially later in the second half that really ended yeah. up costing you the game. And it almost like, yeah, there were a couple calls, the hook and hold fra flagrant call on Elijah, which is like, I don't know how you call it. Like they both, I get it. I saw it. They both hooked, but like, I don't know how you call that on one person. And then call it one way, yeah. To come back down. And I don't remember if it was an overtime or the end of regulation, but DeAndre is driving to the basket on a fast break and gets yanked down by the – like zero play on the ball. If you're going to call the hook and hold flagrant, like call that a flagrant. That's the That's, flagrant, yes. I mean, that literally probably would have ended the game. It was late enough. He makes those two free throws and you get the ball. Like likelihood is you end up winning the game. But to that point, it shouldn't have to come down to a call like that. Like Agreed. You had built a, a double digit. I think you'd gotten up by 10 earlier in the game. Like – that's an opportunity where you just got to run them out of the gym, right? It's we come in talking about everybody's talking about a revenge factor. Like you felt like you shouldn't have lost in New Orleans. And it just outside of that first initial run where you got up 10, like <laughs> I never really felt like our guys were playing for revenge at all. It was just a back and forth and we were pretty sloppy. Like, I don't know, annoying, annoying I mean game. When you look at the game, look at the box score, you kind of think it, think of it all and put it all together. Katie had a great game. Kendrick had a good game. You had um, Keontae was on fire. Like you, uh, he's still shooting so well. Like, what was he? Four or seven from four three. Or seven. You know, yeah, uh, better than fifty percent. Like, yeah, I don't know. Threw up sixteen points, but what was weird is down the stretch, we were texting about it. Like he wasn't out there down the yeah. stretch super we were questionable running, on that we were going with jonathan and i think penny was asked about it after the game and said something like i'm not gonna i don't want to go into it i liked what jonathan was bringing defensively Even as defensively and it's like meh, there wasn't a whole lot of defense in that game so i don't know you know i mean kate was hot like yeah i don't know i i had a, I had a run with kate and let him keep trying to fill it up but um that is just a weird we, game we talked about it too like i feel like chandler played a heck of a first half he had five he ended up with five and six five point six boards yep a steal a block and then it just felt like he only it was 10 minutes that's in 10 he's like where was where he go? i don't feel like he played the second half at all yeah, i think a lot of that was deandre playing the seven thousand nsc play i think he played yeah like i mean he played 43 and Kendrick played 42. So, yeah, they were out there for all but Almost five targets. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it was just a weird game, all in all. Like, from uh, the off offensive perspective, like the Tigers played great. Like, you had four guys kind of going off. Kendrick was obviously the super freak show that he always is. Like, everyone was doing their thing. It yeah. kind of seems like maybe they uh, hit the bus saw um, that kind of is Jalen Cook. You know, they, they kind of got lucky in the first game with him not really playing much, but, you know, they met him at the corner of F round and find out. And here we are. And he, he went off. So <laughs> I'd say that was the issue. Uh, I, we I shouldn't. You, like, what do you want? 
We should have known when he hit that step back three at the buzzer at halftime. Everyone knew. No, it wasn't our night. Yeah, everyone knew. At that point in time, people were like, let's go. Do you let me do you feel like if you have either or Alo or Malcolm, that game's different? Yeah, yes, I do. Which I don't one, know. I don't know which how. one preferably. I would say Alex mostly yeah. because no, I, I think I think and I don't want to say Alex not being out there is why defensively we've kind of struggled this year because you know it wasn't that great even when he was here for some of the games. I just think that you for such a guard heavy team, you maybe can switch some of that stuff out, right? You don't have to rely on uh Keontae specifically sticking to the primary guy. You have Alex, it's just another prime defender to put out there. I just I think that Alex can kind of set up Kendrick for some off ball stuff. There's just so much more you can do with the two of them. Yeah, and I mean you talk about it, and you talk about Jalen Cook's performance in the first game. A lot of that was Alo guarding him. I mean, yes, he got in foul trouble. He missed a lot of the first half, like, but he only scored five points. And then he turns around and he puts a twenty five piece on your head with no Alo out there. The other part of that is like, yeah, as a whole defensively it may not made a huge difference i just feel like in those types of games a lot of times alex has made some play down the stretch defensively that like ends up winning you the game whether that be like you know a perfect example is kendrick getting ripped in the second half late and giving up just it's a layup i feel like that's a play where alex chases that down and somehow gets a deflection off of Jalen Cook's knee, and it ends up like yeah. something that goes from being disastrous to like, oh shit, we just lost the lead to Alex somehow comes out of nowhere and makes a play that just like later on ends up winning the game. So from that perspective, I just I feel like that's where you kind of missed him when it's a game that comes down to that going into overtime. Like we've just seen several times where Alex has had a deflection or a steal or something on the defensive side that's that's kind of helped you seal the deal there at the end. Yeah. Um, was there we've talked a little bit about offense. Any anything else that stood out that you could consider maybe I have one thing in mind, good from I mean, I hate I don't like talking about the goods when we just lost a game we shouldn't have lost, but I don't know. There was one thing that stuck out really like something that's been talked about that was a pretty big uh difference. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna talk about the same thing, but I'm gonna point out KO pulling in four boards. I know like what are we talking about? We're praising someone for pulling in four boards, but he's not really known for rebounding. And he played what 13 minutes, like four yeah. boards in 13 minutes is great. Like if you can, if he can give you that four board boards, make a basket as well. Um, you know, it, like I, I think that's a reasonable ask from the guy, especially if you're going to start him, but four boards at his size, his length, he should be able to pull in four boards consistently. I know it doesn't sound like a lot again, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but I think that's great for his contribution. I mean, in that, in his uh, contrib- contributions per minute, I guess, is if you want to look at that metric, yeah. whatever that is. I mean, there are, it's pretty good. I'm, I don't know this off the top of my head, but I would, I'm pretty certain there have been four game stretches where KO didn't get four total boards. In, no, in combined. yeah, I think, I think that's, I fair. wasn't going to call out KO specifically, but it was rebounding. Yeah, we out rebounded them by twenty, which has been a concern. Obviously, sure. it didn't help you win, 
Saturday, but DeAndre himself was 17. Like they were hitting the glass. Elijah had nine. I tweeted this during the game, especially down the stretch, dude. He was hustling his arse off for yeah, some man. offensive boards. He's uh, he was twinkle toeing on some of those right down the sideline. Like, uh, what's the guy's name? The cartoon guy. Uh, what's his slogan? Fred Flintstone. What's his little slogan that he does? With twinkle toes. I thought yeah, it was just like, like yabba yet yabba yabba do. Okay, well there it is. Yabba yabba do. That's right. I can hear. What does it have to do called. with tightrope walking? Yeah, DeAndre was twinkle toes. Did you ever watch Flintstones, dude? He did the little twinkle toes thing. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't a big Flintstones guy. I mean, but I don't honest, know. What do you mean by the fear slogan? antibiotics? I'm getting wild. I don't know, man. Whatever. Well, DeAndre was yabba dabba doing on Saturday, according to TJ. <laughs> That's what I got. Um. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks. It sucks. We are now in what fourth place in the American that. Pushes Tulane ahead of you. They have the tiebreaker <laughs> over you. Um, I don't know, man. I just – you're two and a half games back. Obviously, you still have the two games with Houston. I, I feel like you can't lose another game that's not to a team named Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I mean – I, I thought you didn't know you were going to put say Houston in there. And I was like, whoa, yeah. Trey I mean, I think you can last. be okay losing to Houston, but like yeah. what South game. Florida Wednesday, you cannot lose that game. No. I mean, you need to beat Temple at home. You got to definitely win your home games. Like, yeah, it, it helps. I, don't know. That you I just want to freaking win Cincinnati. the conference one time. At least finish top two. I don't care. Yeah. It's year five and your best, our best finished is third which was last year like why can't we win this freaking conference let me ask you this you know the last time we won the conference was in basketball josh 10 years ago 2014 13 13 yeah the year last last year in conference usa that's a real long time ago this is our longest stretch since like 19 since we joined the Missouri Valley which was like 1966 i think that we have not either been the regular season conference champion or finished first in the conference or won the conference title tournament 10 years so not not to put you on the spot but is that because is that something with us? Is that like a Memphis thing? Or is that because we have hit this buzzsaw of it's Louisville, us. we've hit UConn, we've hit Houston more recently? Yeah, sure. The first year of the American, you had Louisville and eventual national champion UConn. It was a good conference, whatever. Yeah. But dude, well, Houston as of late has been really good. I don't think anyone Sure, but that. you swept them last year and you still couldn't finish top two? Because you dropped games to East Carolina, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just losing to teams that you never lost to before, and it's not like they're. I mean, sure, Tulane's getting better, but like, you're in a two bid league. 
as much money yeah. and resources and everything like and the talent that we've brought in like there's no reason we shouldn't be competing to be the conference champion every year and the reality is we haven't the last 10 years and been close yeah. no I, I would definitely agree with you I, I mean the talent alone from not only recruiting classes but the transfers in it's superior to more than i would say 90 percent of the conference and here we are meandering around in third and fourth place like i mean the tigers if they drop another i mean they're talking about competing for fifth in the american i mean you're talking about just trying That's to not, not have to play four games in the conference tournament like come on that shouldn't even be a like i don't know so i just don't think it's too much to ask to be competing for the conference title every year and we haven't done it in 10 years how does this compare with the new American, right? Do we look at it as in, okay, well, Houston's gone. UCF's gone. Cincinnati will be gone. You know, I mean, you sh it should be can like we stay when where we're at now and win the conference next year. I mean, or you should need to still get better. It should be like Conference USA where you are the top Smoking of the conference. people by 20. But yeah. I mean, Ron Hunter and Tulane just swept us. They're going to be in the conference next year. FAU is what twenty and two this year. They were ranked like they're joining. Yeah, they're thirty fourth in Ken Palm right now. And I mean, South Florida almost beat you at home earlier this year. You got to play on Wednesday. We'll see what the heck happens. Wichita so, State could fire their coach and get a, a better coach and be better next year. I mean, like, I don't know. Pulling in, looking at the new teams, uh, Charlotte is decent. They are 119 in Kempom. That's about on par with Temple and Wichita. Uh, FAU is 34 in Kempom. That's kind of on par with us at 41. North Texas is 64 in Kempom uh, with Cincy at 60 and UCF at 63. Rice is not very good. They're at 169, so probably closest to SMU. Um, also East Carolina, who is not very good, is at 214. So that's relative, relatively close. Um, UAB respectable, 71 with Tulane at 80. And UTSA is a YMCA team. They're at 317, and Tulsa is the close at 266. And Tulsa has like five wins. So <laughs> obviously, the back end of that is not good, but oh. I think there's some comparable, you know teams kind of coming in and that kind of sounds wild to say but i mean fau looks pretty good obviously the the talent discrepancy is, is going to be a little drastic there but it's a little different with basketball than it's football and other things but um north texas looks to be a good ad i mean that's you gotta win the conference next i know a wash uh you have no. to win it like i mean what do you yes mean win the conference should they win the conference yes do they have to I don't know if they have to. Okay. But I think you're going to have to do anything. No. Well, I I mean in that in the sense that like, you know, we... look, all I'm saying is we should hold the same standard for a basketball program that everybody does for football. And everybody comes out expecting us to compete for a championship and conference for football every year. There is zero reason we shouldn't be competing every single year in basketball. Given the oh, talent level, I... the resources, the money, the city we're in, like Memphis basketball is better than finishing fourth and fifth in the American every year. We're a freaking two-bid league. 
probably be a one bid. I think everyone agrees with you on that. Like, I don't know. I don't know that everybody does. I don't know. I see a lot of people on Twitter that that are just, they think this year's a pass, which I don't understand. I don't get that. What what is the pass? (laughs) I I don't get the pass. You have a very senior-laden team. There's no reason you should be because there's not talent on this roster. But who created the roster? And then people are going to say, it. "Well, the NCA thing hanging over your head. The NCA thing's been hanging over your head for the last three years. Why does this year's roster impact is impacted any more than any other roster?" Yeah, it's not. It's been there the whole time. Why all of a sudden is the roster impacted by that? Is it like it just doesn't make any sense to me? So 2023-2024, American Conference champs are bust. Three-seater bust. That's probably what that'll be. Three-seed what? In the NCAA? In the tournament, yeah. Bro, we are not getting a three-seed next year. I'm not <laughs> going to talk about next year's team right now, but you already know. <laughs> I'm yeah. real right. real worried about a couple of dudes that are com- <laughs> coming in. It's a different conversation. Look, I'll say this. The one thing that has bugged me, Penny has said it himself, he has not met expectations whatsoever. He has been below expectations. The things that's been frustrating for me is the blowing up of the roster at the end of every year. Like we, we keep reliving this same thing, right? Like we started off slow, you hit the rough patch at the beginning of January. The team starts playing their best basketball end of January through February into March. You're grinding out. Last year, you made the tournament. The year before that, you won the NIT. You feel like your team's playing the best basketball they can. And you're like, damn, we could be really good next year. And then half the team is run out the door and you're starting over. Like, think back to two years ago when we won the NIT. Almost every one of those players besides Lester and, yeah, Precious wasn't on that team. It was Musa. Yeah, everybody but Lester is still playing college basketball. Like, if we still had that roster intact two years later, I we I legitimately think we'd be a Final Four contending team. Boogie, Damian, Musa, if you'd convinced Lester to stay, which he might have stayed. If you have that core back and they think they have a shot at a natty. Like, I don't know. That was the number one rated Ken Palm defensive team to like think about them two more years after that year. It is uh, a real how the mighty have fallen when, when you look at the defense from those teams to uh, to what you have now, right? And I think it's uh, a little zapping. When you see TCU highlights and uh, Damian looks looks good, I mean, we've seen. I mean, he's not even that freaking boogie. boogie dropping thirty on UCLA yeah. the other night. Like, yeah, boogie has his hot and cold <laughs> nights. So you you give some, you take some of that. But sure, you you would have that right. That's basketball I mean, though, baby. Yeah, you go on runs. I'm with you, I'm with you man. Let's uh, let's jump back on track. Uh, All right, you got. Two, two games. No, two UCF. games this week. USF Wednesday night in Tampa. Don't like it. They almost beat you at home. Tyler's probably going to go off for thirty. So somebody better lock his ass up. 
because you already know he's hitting a logo three at some point. Uh, I'm actually not that worried about this game. I'm going to be honest. And Tim Palm's got it at a six point game, 70% chance to win. I'm with you. I don't think they lose. Um, they haven't lost back to back games this year. They come out typically and play really well after a loss. So I think yeah. it's a win. Sunday's probably going to be a tougher game. Just Temple Definitely. slows it down. Uh, I mean, you saw it in Philly the last time we played. It was just an ugly, ugly game. It's earlier. It's 11 a.m. on a Sunday. Like, tough time to play. Hey, do you uh, know this off the top of your head what the uh, home streak was? We had won 16 straight, third best in the nation. Home streaks are even more annoying. Home streaks are dropping yeah. quick and fast this year. Everybody's losing. Um, I'll say that Tulane game was our well. We'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, South Florida, we won it. I'm with you. I, I don't. I do. I mean, I'll be honest. I have nervousness going into every single game because I feel like we can literally lose to or beat anybody. Um, but I do think we'll win. It will probably be closer than it should be. And then Sunday, Temple, Kempon's got it as a 10-point game, 82% chance, which feels real high to me. I'm thinking that's like a four- or five-point ball game. Yeah. I don't know. Like You and I were high, higher than most on Temple when we played them the first time around. They seem, I guess it's more of a Memphis thing, right? We always play to our competition. That's kind of how it seems. Um, in both sports. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's definitely not going to be a 10 point game. I think that's just kind of wild to even think that way. I mean, if you, if, if the first game is indicative of how the second game will go at all, I don't, I and it probably won't. I don't think it's going to be that ugly, but yeah, that um, was an awful shooting game. Yeah, look, look, YMCA level bad. It was real bad yeah. for a while. It was a, there. it was a rough ball game. Um, I mean, you got to go two and zero this week. You go two and zero, you move back up to third because you'll be, mm-hmm. you'll give Temple their third loss. You'll have the tight. No, they'll be their fourth loss. So you'll move back up to third, depending on what Tulane does. I think they've got Cincy this week. So if Tulane drops one, you go two and zero. You could be right back in second which yeah. is what we're asking for. And then you control your destiny. You beat Houston twice and you win the conference. So my whole rant a minute ago could end this year. They pull it out. Do I think that? Yeah. No, but it's possible. It, it does seem like we are both, the sky is falling kind of, and it's it's not that, but there is some room for concern because you have a team like Tulane who's kind of sneaking in there that no one considered I blame there. you because last week you said you could see us losing like three of these last eight or whatever it was. Well, that's just because of sloppy play. It's been the poor defense. I mean, there's a number of things. Like how many free throws have we – actually, for the most part, we've done really well with three free throws. Yeah, we've year, shot well it's those, free throw. It's the down-the-stretch free throws that always gets us. The ones that would be game-sealing and we just, for some reason, just go MIA on. It's missing the bunnies. It's just little things like that. But regardless – you can't afford to lose to really anyone other than Houston. I mean, I guess Cincinnati is one that's kind of on the fringe because you you would just kind of have a 
a rubber match kind of thing there. Yeah, but, um, but I mean, that's – I don't know. I just feel you like need you a can't sweet lose another – you can't lose another home game. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to win the Tumble game for sure. And then you play UCF, you got to win that game. All right, what do you think this week, 2-0? 2-0, yeah, yeah. I would say 2-0. South Florida, you think an easy win? Um, define easy. Like what, what's the, what's the, just a comfortable, it never yeah. really feels in question. I mean, the first half always kind of scares me, but I think down the stretch, it, it could totally be a situation where the Tigers start to pull away. It gets to a, a 14 point game and then USF hits a couple threes, like maybe yeah. not Tyler, maybe the other kid Smith or whatever his name is, um, brings it in closer. I, I'm going to say it's like a seven-point win for the Tigers. It it shouldn't be that close, but shiz happens, so we'll see. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and then Temple game. I um, said a 10 feels too much. I'm going to say we win by like four or five. 10 definitely feels like too much. I'm trying to think about like how many points we scored because – it's so hard to gauge. So I'll tell you this: we, we're the number games. in conference play. We're the number one scoring offense. We're averaging eighty-five points a game. That's great. And that's, how many points are we giving up? That's with your sixty-one point performance against two. I mean Temple. Yeah. How much? How many are we giving up? No, I was more so joking. I, that Temple first Temple game. We are, I think, ninth completely. in. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not good. Defense. Yeah, it's not good, but. Um, you say a four-point game. That's probably about right. It I'll say a right. two-point game just to stress it out. I'm interested weird. to see what the line on that is. I mean, if Kempom has a 10, that feels like the line's going to be like nine and a half, which it's is going to be big. Yeah. I just don't agree with it, but we'll see. All right. Here's to a, a two and a week, hopefully. Um. Cheers. All right. Bracketology NCA tournament wise. Mm. Let me ask you this exactly on the date, February the 6th, 2022, a year ago, do you know where we were in the net? Do you think we were better off last year at this point in time or worse off? This feels like a trick. I'm going to say we were in the same seed. Mm -hmm. That's close. Good guess. But no, we were worse off. At this point in time, last year in the net, this time last year, we were third in the American, one spot behind SMU at 60th in the net. We were 12 and eight overall, which is disgusting. Six and four in conference. We had, we were two and two in quad one, three and four in quad two, and we had two quad three losses. So to compare to this year, we are 47th today, which I think at the beginning of the week last week, we were like 41st. So you've dropped yeah, five, six spots. Six. You are 17 and six, two and two. So you're the same in quad one. You are four and three, which is the same. No. Was that the same? No, you were three and four last year in quad two. So you're a game better in quad two this year. And then you are five and one in quad three. So you're better in quad three. So you're in a better spot to date than you were last year. And last year you got in, I would say fairly comfortably, but that also yeah. included a sweep of Houston, which occurred on this week last year. 
that Sunday game against Temple at this time last year was actually the uh, at Houston game that we ended up winning by 10. So they took quite the jump after they beat Houston this time last year. But all that to say, you are currently in a better spot than you were last year. Lenardi has us as one of the last four in. So we are last four buys, actually, the the fourth last four buy. So we're an 11 seed playing Providence in Greensboro as the six, which I don't hate. I don't like that. Does it show the whole the whole tree? Yeah. Virginia, the three seed, would be the next game. Which I don't really like. That gives me PTSD back to 2013 when we played Virginia and the game was literally never close. Uh, Jerry Palm has us as a nine seed in Birmingham playing Pittsburgh, the eight seed. With mm-hmm. Alabama as your one. Playing Alabama in Birmingham would not be ideal. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I like that. So, <laughs> I'd much rather uh, take that 11 seed. I take it back, actually. Looking at us being the 11 really isn't that bad because that's what I'm saying. I like it. it that's the Kansas bracket, Auburn, North Carolina. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that not that bad. I don't like Tennessee in there. I know that people aren't going to like that at all. But... I mean, they wouldn't get past Iowa in round two anyway. They don't like Iowa. <laughs> FAU in there. Shout out. Future American team. Yeah. All right. So right now you you're are... still on the right side of the bubble. But again, that goes back to. I mean, I I, I think if you take. One of these losses is you can't lose a Temple at home. You can't lose home games, and then you definitely can't lose on the road at South Florida. You lose one of those, and I think you you start finding yourself like one of the last, first four out. Seems like a uh, losing a Q three game is actually the cool thing to do. A lot of quad three losses here. For who? You mean just in general? Yeah, just in general, yeah. Yeah, I, I looked at it earlier. There are only 32 teams in the country that don't have a quad three loss. That is out of 363 wow. teams. So 330 teams have a quad three loss. There are three teams, which I also found this wild. I don't know. This is just numbers, I guess, working out. There are three teams in the country that haven't even played a quad three game. Baylor, yeah. TCU, and LSU, none of which have played a quad three game. They've played a lot of quad four games, a lot of quad two. No quad threes. I like it when uh, Kentucky has a quad four loss, but not a quad three loss. Yeah, cool. they're one of the... Uh... <laughs> Which I don't should I count them as not having a quad three or four? I guess I did quad three and four. There's only 32 teams that don't have a quad three or four loss. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Sure. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, South Florida, their quad doo doo. You cannot take that loss. 
I don't know off the top of my head what Temple would be at. Would that be another quad three? What are they, one seven? Yeah, that would be another quad three yeah, loss. So you definitely three. can't lose that at home. All right, right now you're on the right side of the bubble. You're comfortably in, I would say, but one more loss other than Houston, and you're probably looking. You're on the outside looking in. Um, Anything else TJ B-ball related? Yeah, your resume sucks. Keep winning. I mean, I, I think we kind of touched on this last week with should the Tigers be ranked? And the answer was no. No. And, and I they think answered kinda, that themselves. I think they it showed up that way, right? Trey, TJ, we're listening. We know that you know that we're listening. And we're going to go out and show you we don't deserve to be ranked immediately. Yeah, They're talented, right? Let's, let's not take Who's they? Away. It's a talented – Tigers, they're a oh. talented team. They just – for some reason, just can't stick it all together. Maybe it'll come late in the season. I don't know. Maybe they need Alo back. Maybe they need their glue back. I don't know. All right. Well, but it's about they, that time. They definitely offer the opportunity. It's about that time they stick it all together. You only got eight games left. Yeah, but you of those eight games, some of them are quite, you know, helpful for the resume. That that kind of sucks, right? Two By the way, uh, I'll say this: if they lose just the two Houston games, we both hit the final record right on the head. Got to throw in those curveball games, man. Never fails. Twenty-three and eight. Mm. Mm. Uh, all right. Big, big Tiger Athletics news. Yeah. Took a little longer to come out than we were anticipating, but Governor Bill Lee today announced in his State of the State address that they will be providing funding for our stadium upgrades in this year's budget. Uh, I think what Strickland had asked for like six or they have a stadium plan of 600 and what is it? Yeah. 50 or something. Uh the state budget's going to include three hundred a three hundred fifty million dollar grant. It looks like if you read uh, the news clipping on it that it only includes Simmons Bank, Liberty Stadium, and FedEx Form. So I think what had initially come out with the uh, Simmons Bank was. They were saying 150 to 200, depending on if they were able to do both sides. So obviously right now, what the west side is the main renovation. And then we're saying the east could take another 50 million. And then whatever, I haven't really looked at, you would probably know better about the form renovations, but 350 split between the two, because it says the state money does appears to not include funding for the Coliseum soccer stadium or AutoZone Park. So that sounds to me like 350 million for just the form and just Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. So you go to 200 and get the full Liberty Stadium renovation leaves you with 150 for the form, which I don't know. I don't know what all they're doing to the form or what all they're planning to do, but that feels like a lot of money to update the form. It's definitely a lot of money to update the form. So I I think what the idea is currently the way the form is constructed is uh, a majority of the seating is in the upper half of it, right? So the um, the what is it called now? The uh, pinnacle level for the Grizz? Pinnacle. I don't know. What club, it's just call it. It's club. always been yeah, the club. club. Uh, the club level and the terrace take up more seats than anywhere. So I think they're going to try to flip that. It's How a the very hell do you flip that. I have no clue. 
the form is nice, but that has always been my complaint is the sure. separate tiered feel to it. And I will say this, not I think our student section is cheeks, but to their defense, that end zone is not student section friendly. It's not I, set up. I mean, you're sitting at a freaking 45 degree slope. Like it's just not student. Like you need a better, it would almost be better to me if they would just push that. Cause that's a retractable end zone. If they retracted it yeah. and then just had the students on the floor behind the goal, like force them to stand up, just create like a, a pit, like a Vanderbilt a, game, a pit that's down there that they're just wild in. Which I don't know that that would happen. There's, you look over there in that end zone. There doesn't look like anybody wild anyway. So, yeah, I I think if you've been to the forum anytime soon, what the Grizzlies did with the um, big river, big river, whatever it's called, basically they cut out one of the terrace entrance. Yeah, and took away some of the seating up there, and basically made, made it, it like a, a large standing. Yeah. yeah, it's like a large standing area. I imagine you're going to get something like that. And there will probably be something to incite people to go to that area. Is it like a, a Wiseacre tap room? Is it yeah, like a hot tub or room, something? Wing guru? Like, is it going to be something yeah. that incites people to that area? Like, maybe I don't know what. And I don't, you know, I think they maybe have the idea of that, but um, I could not imagine they get rid of yeah. any of those suites to kind of eliminate some of the seating and to just kind of make it a, a longer plaza. But I don't know how they're going to, when are they going to do that, dude? The Grizzlies, I mean, their season's ending what June, June, and then ramps back up in October. How is that enough time to do anything like that? It's probably small stuff, man. They're probably going to do super small stuff. Notice we're just getting dollar amounts. We're not getting time frames. I mean, it could be, um, they did the big river steel thing pretty damn quickly. So I, if you're just doing that, but like, what are we talking about? It could be the entrance, like, we just know money that's being spent. So, like, there's no telling what all they could be updating. So, yeah. Get us better food but, options while you're there. Can we yeah, talk about that? Sheesh. Our sessions at form or it's not good. Sheesh. It's really not good. What do you get? What's um, your go to? At the form? Mm hmm. I don't eat at the form because there's not, I mean, you don't, rendezvous. You never eat at the, okay. Because it's right I, there you by just the got section big I dollars, sit in. Okay. Oh, big dollars. Okay. Wow. I didn't Flex. say I liked it, but I'm also not going to get a $18 chicken tender basket. That's mm. it's not even Tyson chicken. It's not. I don't know what I'm not sure it's chicken if we're being real honest, but it's just the easiest thing, you know? Just you can't go wrong with the barbecue notch. That is actually probably the best thing there. 18 bucks. Sheesh. I don't enjoy that. Uh, anyway, that is big news. People were kind of concerned about where that funding's coming from. Grant from the state. Hey, shout out to the state for helping us out for once. We're not the redheaded stepchild anymore. Uh, a little birdie also told us there may be a little bit additional funding that comes from a local company here in the Memphis area. So we'll see. There may be some more. I don't know. Maybe you got a little bit more to play with. Sure. Uh, but other than we don't have, there's no transfer news or anything that's started. I think they've kicked off winter workouts. Been seeing some tweets, oh, you, stories, and stuff. Actually, we do have one thing. What? Corey Gamage. He didn't. He didn't come. 
I don't know what's Corey going Kimmich. on with that. I don't know. The kid's he, got an email address. At, uh, Is that confirmed? Yeah, he's back at Marshall. Confirmed. You got a picture of him on campus with today's newspaper? Uh, yeah. Why don't you tweet that at him? And then we'll show it next week on the show. Deal. Corey, Deal. if you're listening, we know that you are. Tweet at TJ from Twitter and let him know that you are actually on campus at uh, Marshall. Marshall's actually acknowledged that he is back. So Interesting. That is an interesting now. choice by that young man. But hey, you got to do what's best for you. Follow All right, back. what other news? Anything else? No, I think that's actually it. Oh, let's get to this regular. I love this can. There's a lot going on. I feel like if it I is, had three glasses, is, I would be all over this thing. It reminds me of... Uh, oh, my gosh. Now I can't think of... Highlights? Is that what that magazine was called? Yeah, back in the day, man. The little yeah, games had, and stuff there all Yeah, in. that's what it reminds me of. You know what I mean? Like the search and find thing. You had to like circle different items that were hidden. I, this uh, can is everything but regular. You know what I mean? I keep looking at it and I feel like I find, like we see a face there. Like you guys can agree we see a face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why it reminds me of the highlights thing. Like it would say find the eyes and then you'd circle those eyes. That's a good awesome. can. I don't know exactly what all is in there. It's just like lines and shapes and colors, but uh No, I feel like there's also a background to this one too, like a backstory that we don't know. But yeah. Definitely a lot going on. You should have reached out to him and asked him about it. I kind of thought about it, it just to be honest, but uh I just I'm gonna go pretty high on this can. This might be one of my best my favorite cans. Oh, okay. Let me uh it's a fun, this is a here. fun can. I'm going 8 1 on this can. It's a fun can. Wow. 8 1. It's also a good brew. Yeah. It is pretty good. You said 8 1? Yeah. Let me uh, let me type that out here before I forget. And then I don't know. That's got to be up there. I'm going to go back. That's top eight five is for sure. For you. I ain't going to lie. This is definitely hot for you. Um, I do like the can. I don't know if I like eight one. That's kind of wild. Um, I don't know. I'm just feeling generous tonight. You are. I'm gonna say it's like a six seven. Whoa. Like I mean, there's. It's cool. I, I yeah. I mean, what do you want? Like that's cool. I get it. But like, I don't. What's your highest rated here. can right now? Um, psh, let's see. Uh, Memphis style lager from Meddlesome, and your highest yeah. rated beer. No, is that my highest rated beer? It's a lot, yeah, it's up there. Right. yeah. It's really like that one. Memphis style lager. If you haven't had it, go find it. If not, oh, that's the like house, 90s, that's the yeah, 95 like the 90s can. Style. That was a yeah, good yeah. can. What did I give that can? Uh, 8.8 eight, right there. Mm. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. That's your highest can. Yeah, I said this would be up there. I didn't say it would be my highest yeah. can. That is definitely a better can. I feel like I rated those appropriately. Uh, Brew-wise, this was good. It's got that malty. Yes, it does. It does have the malt. Uh, but I don't – it's not as 
overpowering as some of the others. It's definitely malty. Um, it's good though. Yeah, I, I could definitely, definitely have, have multiple of these. Yeah, I was gonna say I could have more than one of these in a sitting for sure. And for I'm that reason, I'm like gonna six, go seven, seven four. Whoa, coming off real hot. Um, I I like it. I don't know if I like it seven four. I let's make a six point nine. Like I like it, and I could have multiple of them. Nice, but I'm not gonna like dive in and bring like a six pack of them over on Super Bowl Sunday or anything like that. Which is oh, I don't think I'm not gonna have six a sixer. Who's gonna win? Shout out Morgan Wallen. I have you here. Say that again. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Just because I mentioned it. Oh man! Shoot so what? The Chiefs have the number one passing offense, and the Eagles have the best passing defense. Get weird. Are the Chiefs wide receivers back? Weren't they down to like three available wide receivers in the AFC Championship? I'm not sure how much it matters, honestly. Or Does that, that mean you're matters. going Chiefs? No, I'm going the Eagles. Hmm. Hmm. The Chiefs were the early favorite, and there was a lot of money put basically immediately on the Eagles, which makes me want to fade the public and go Chiefs. Andy Reid, Patty Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. And just to be opposite of you, I'm going Chiefs goes. Okay. I'm going to go Jason Kelsey, his brother, and I'm going to take the Eagles. Shout out to the Kelsey family. What a week What a freaking win-win. Those parents. Is there another Kelsey sibling out there? Maybe. I don't think so, though. There, I mean, there almost can't be, right? Like, How awesome is that? You have two Jason sons. Jason and Travis playing in the studs. Super Bowl this week. If you're another one of the, like, if you're like the third Travis sibling, you're just like. The third Travis sibling? I mean, this third Kelsey sibling. How many of those regulars did you have? This did could you do be a the pregame? Fourth. It might be the fourth. I feel that. So that. All right. Anything else? We are done. For TJ, this is Trey. Come with the cold brew. Stay for the hot takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger Athletics. We will see you back here next week.